Hey, good morning everyone. This is Hippie Mama. Today is the last Monday in July, July 26th, and it is our Bible study Monday morning lesson. I hope that everyone was blessed, had a wonderful weekend, and that you are ready for this week because ready or not, it's still coming. Nothing we can do to stop time, but we can improve um, how time uh, lends itself to us based on our belief systems, based on our our approach to how we face things in this world. So today's lesson is on a self-focused prayer. And our lesson comes from John 6, verses 1 through 27. We will um, review some of those verses. I won't go through all of them. Um, however, as always, be encouraged to grab your Bibles or pull up this scripture verse on your phone and review the verse in its entirety for yourselves and see how it relates to you and your situation. Um, and again, I always, um, well, I don't always, but today we're going from the In Touch Daily Readings for Devoted Living um, that is sent out through the um, In Touch Ministries, uh, Dr. Charles Stanley. So I am reading a self-focused prayer for our topic today. Which interests you more, who Jesus is or what he can do for you? I'm afraid many of us are more concerned about what he gives than discovering who he is. But this is not anything new. When Jesus walked the earth, the crowds often sought him out for what he could do for them. Even though their needs were quite often legitimate, Christ knew their motives. There is a fine line between using the Lord to get what you want and humbly coming to him with our needs and struggles. Sometimes issues are so urgent in our mind that instead of submitting to his will, we'd rather pray for him to act in the way we want. Then, what might appear to be faith is really a demanding spirit. This is interesting. Um, I, myself, am very guilty of praying for things that I want um, to be taken care of rather than submitting to the will of my Father. I've done this because in my mind, um, I'm thinking that I'm praying according to his will. But when we begin to tell Jesus or God what we want done, we need to stop and we need to say, Father, let your will be done. Because it's easy for us to say, you know, Lord, change this. Um, fix this, improve this, make this better for me in this way. And see, we really don't know what we need. Um, only God truly knows what we need. And sometimes the things that we are asking for are not the things that we need. Uh, but if we allow His will to be done and allow Him to address the problems or situations that we are facing in a manner that is pleasing to Him, then there is no way that whatever you receive or how you receive it, will it be given to you the wrong way. And again, um, it's something that we probably all do and don't think very much about it. 
um, when we go to, and we're going to switch over here, when we go to John um, 1, I mean, sorry, John chapter 6, verses 1 through 27, it's easy to see how this can, can happen. So it talked about how um, Jesus, every time he would go somewhere to talk, he had a lot of people that would follow him. And they followed him because of all the healing that he did and all of the miracles that were um, seen and witnessed by people. And one day Jesus went up onto the mountainside and he sat down with his disciples. When he looked up and he saw a great crowd that was coming towards him. And Philip said, he said to Philip, we shall, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test Philip, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. But Philip answered him and said, it would take more than a, ha- a year wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a little bit. Now, when you're talking about thousands, hundreds of people coming, and back in that time, you think about the the value of money and, you know, what little it would buy. I mean, even today's day, right? What little it would buy to be, for us to be able to, feel, to feed thousands of people that would come to a conference. It's a lot of money. Um, and then another disciple had said, And another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two and two small fish. But how how far will they go among so many? And then Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place and they sat down. It was about five thousand men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. Verse 12 says, When they had all had eaten enough, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. And after the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who has come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. So when we read about how Jesus supplied the the fish and the bread to 5,000 people that came to hear him, we see clearly where in our own thoughts as humans, as, as Philip did, as I would have done, and probably anybody else that would have been following Jesus at that time, asked him, Lord, how are we going to feed all these people? You know, just because they were his disciples didn't mean that they always believed or knew that God could do everything that he was doing. They were still in carnal flesh. They were still seeing the world through human eyes and not through the Spirit of God. So it's easy now for us to even tell God or try to figure out, well, God, how are you going to do this for me? And how are you going to fix this situation for me? Because, you know, I don't know. I can't see it through my own carnal flesh. I can't see how um, the things that I am in need of will be taken care of. But God already does see it. He already has Uh, a plan figured out for me 
and it's all about me then allowing him to do his will and sometimes we do have to come with whatever it is that we have and we have to give it to him just like um, Simon and or Andrew and Simon or Andrew Simon's brother took the the two fish and the five loaves of bread from the little boy and and how he was able to multiply so sometimes we give God what we have and even though we don't see it as enough God takes what we have and he uses it to make plenty to make an abundance of everything that we need or could possibly need um, to be um, successful so if our prayers have dealt only with presenting our request to the Lord, we've missed a great opportunity to get to know the one with whom we'll spend eternity with. How much of your communion with God is devoted to your needs, even legitimate ones? So he's not saying to us, your request that you're asking me for is not valid. See, the Father knows what you need before you even come to him with the need. He knows years in advance what you were going to come with him to for today, what you were going to be in prayer about, um, you know, two months from now. God already knows it. We don't even know. Like, I don't know two months from now what my prayer request will be to the Father. But God already knows that he knew it before he even placed me into my mother's womb to be born into this world. He knew what needs I would have and what I would come against. And he knows that for every single person that is on the face of this earth, he knows what your needs are. So before we come to him with our requests, let us come to him with our praise. Let us come to him with our thanks. Let us come to him knowing that he alone is the only one that can take care of everything that is going on in our lives. Let us understand that He is the Alpha and the Omega. There is no other God before Him and there will be no gods after. He is the beginning. He is the end. And we need to understand the one who we serve or the one who we call upon. We need to understand the power in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, just by speaking those words, by speaking the name Jesus Christ, demons flee, things are changed, lives are, 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 are made new. I mean, we don't understand the power, the power in the blood of Jesus. We don't understand the power of speaking his name. And Often we feel like we have to make these elaborate prayers and we have to pray hours upon hours. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, because if that's what the spirit is leading you to do, then you should definitely do that. But what I'm saying to each of you, no matter what it is that you're going through, you don't have to make these elaborate um, type of prayers to father what he wants is what's real within your heart he wants the genuineness he wants the authenticity authentic part of you he wants you to be real about your prayers and we can't hide it right so if we're coming to him because we're seeking something we thank him first for everything that he's already given us and then we say it Father, 
this is what's going on in my life right now. This is where I'm at. I feel like I'm at a crossroads. I feel like right now nothing is coming um, together for me. Whatever your prayers are, talk to him as if you had a personal assistant that when you talk to this personal assistant and if you told them how you were feeling because this is the personal assistant that you can actually be real with like a hundred percent real with you don't have to put on any airs you don't have to pretend like you're more than what you are you don't have to pretend like um, anything you don't have to dumb yourself down you don't have to hype yourself up you just have to be who you are in your most vulnerable state and then knowing that your personal assistant, once you reveal what it is that you need from them or that you need them to do, you also know that they are reliable, that they can be counted on, that you are going to get exactly what you've asked for. This is how our prayer should be. It should be so focused that we know that when we go to him after we have thanked him, and when we go to him with our requests, we should know that he has already taken care of it for us. And then we need to let it go. We need to leave it where it is. We don't need to pick it back up. We don't need to go back and remind him. We don't need to go back and say, Father, it hasn't happened yet. Have you forgot? No, you don't have to do that because he knows. He already knows everything. So are you getting to know the Lord? Although God delights in our prayers and the details of our lives, he also wants us to enjoy his presence. And that is our topic on self-focused prayer. Like I said, guys, go back in and read John chapter 6, verses 1 through 27. It goes on to give us so much more enlightenment about how Jesus uh, worked and how he spoke and what he told the people and and everything and it's just a reminder to us to always be uh, mindful always to be grateful for everything that we have and don't look at any situation as unfixable or unmendable because with God as our father our redeemer our savior all things are repairable all things are fixable all things can be granted unto us but we have to believe and we have to have that faith that he can do exactly what he said he can do but have a relationship with God get in a focused prayer and speak from your heart speak from your heart that's all you got to do because God sees what's inside your heart man only sees the outer part of you he only sees what you show him but see God sees even the parts that you don't show him and he knows so we can't hide anything from him and we shouldn't try to hide anything from him he really truly longs to have a relationship with each one of us individually personally intimately God bless you guys have a wonderful week I'll be back tomorrow and uh, have a great night take care bye